Don't look under the internet. <laughs> you know, I just ate for Valentine's Day. We went to uh, Naperville and I ate octopus and I had the tentacles. For the first time? No, in not the, the soy first sauce? time. No, it wasn't the first time. Not in soy sauce. It was a Mexican place and they had, um, they had tentacle with this like... Um, pesto and this like lime. Are like, you getting enthralled by uh, by and Kate? It was, it was no, but it was very good. I will say it was a little little rubbery for my taste. Um, I think it needs to be prepared differently, or I need to eat it faster because I think I look cold. <laughs> That's um, weird because I actually don't like. Do you like seafood? Yes, I don't. I don't care for seafood, but I do love me octopus and squid it for some good. reason. It was very especially good. tentacles. Yeah, especially was, tentacles. It was good. I think I just let oh, it because. <laughs> sorry there aren't a lot of things in this world that i just won't eat there are very few things in this world that i just won't eat but like fried fucking uh like squid like circles. calamari like yeah oh god no it's terrible the the rubbery texture Psst. hey matt we're doing a thing where we introduce the topic <laughs> and it has to do with tentacles Lovely. You did it though. <laughs> you did it though. You, you, you brought us into it. So oh, that's the... something that I was. I f- should have fucking mentioned with like the seafood and shit from the last episode you guys did. I'm deathly afraid of sea life. I oh, hate it. So it's old. terrible. This is gonna be so much fun then. Absolutely. This oh, is gonna be so, so good. Real, real quick, Matt. Um, with what Jason just said, we're we're, we're trying to segue into the topic. What would you call that? What would I call? What would you call a segue into a topic? Well, I think bird scooter is much more entertaining. Hell yeah! God, okay, I haven't programmed an air horn in the sound pad yet, but that'll work, I guess. We don't need to keep using the sound. We abuse the. Well, now it sounds like shit, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) My job. If you click the button, you don't get to unclick the button. You wanted this. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, no, we did ask for this. Yeah, we did. We so, did. We did. Um, um, rule of thumb. Cthulhu, if you click the button, you don't get to unclick the button. If Cthulhu you're not the Corner. Yeah, yes, yeah, Cthulhu yeah. Corner is here I once again, octopus. everybody. Also, Matt's here again because we're going on a four-episode hey, binge. I, actually, I have a very good question before we start this. Um, if I happen to know the location in Chicago... Of some after hours octopus bars, would that fall under the Cthulhu Corner like criteria? Also, do you guys know what that means? I think you're stepping into mukbang territory. Oh no! I mean, unless you think that eating is with both sets of lips, then oh. maybe. Ooh, I've decided that the only way that I can get over my fear of seafood is to have a Jason and. And or Doug and or Mike Mukbang of you just shoving random sea creatures into your hey, mouth. So. Be hundred dollar f- Patreon too. Be very careful of what you wish for. Be yeah. very careful. So <laughs> since we're talking about seafood and sea life, and we also have a Matt here, for those of you just chiming in, Matt 
again, has been with us for a couple episodes because yep. we're going on a four-episode binger. Yep. Um, binger. He created the Ripsaw slash Rebar ARG, and uh, was, check out those episodes. They're really fun. He gave um, our lives meaning for like three to four months. Yeah, and now we're talking. He, Jason and Doug are going to talk to me and Matt about sea life. We are going to blast <laughs> your earballs full of tentacly fun knowledge. Tentacular. Tentacular knowledge. So with proper Cthulhu Corner, I know nothing. Matt apparently knows nothing. We made sure of Absolutely that. Absolutely not. And uh, <laughs> you two know everything. So yes. what, are we, what, what are we talking about? No, it's not a what. It's a who. And even then. It's, but it might also be a what or a where. Uh, and a when. You're not helping. Honestly. <laughs> it could be a lot of things. And Maybe a why or a how. In the classic Hube fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh you never really know what we're talking about here. Never really fucking He keeps know. everything mysterious. It's, it's every, unspeakable. It is unspeakable. We can't talk it's about it. indescribable. <laughs> so we're just going to... This episode is actually just 45 minutes of silence um, because he is so indescribable and unspeakable that we're going to just go through it in, you know, classic Hubert Pubert Lovecraft fashion. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I do have a visual representation of the thing we're talking about today. What but... it sounds like is going to happen is they're going to give me the name of whatever we're talking about, followed by 45 minutes of silence with the occasional just, huh, the mix. <laughs> yes, I'm deleting both mine and Doug's audio tracks. It's just, <laughs> just you and Matt just being dead... confused for 45 <laughs> minutes. It's just art performance. <laughs> it's just yes. dead silence just here. Performance art. This is dead silence and out of nowhere, like 28 minutes in he's here. Really? <laughs> you might just hear a random hube. Hube? Oh. HP? Yeah. Um, so we are doing another Cthulhu Corner uh, because it's fucking high time since we've done the last one. The last one we did was Azathoth. And if you could remember, Mike, are you an alcoholic? No, I'm, I'm giving this. A, do you want that? Oh, you're offering it. Oh, As damn. someone who regularly listens into the show, I do have concerns, but maybe now is not the best time to express <laughs> them. The concerns are valid. They, uh, no, they are. I'm yeah. giving up my alcohol, though, because I have a drive, and I don't want yes. to finish that drink. So. And I don't, and Doug's staying here late, so yes. we are reaping the benefits. Yeah, that was a perfect, like, maybe whole shot. Yeah. Um, we'll take that in a sec. Let's explain what... Yes, let's who, try to explain. What, what is our topic, Jason? What are we doing today? Mm, have you have you seen the sign? Uh, I see the. Have you seen the sign? I I I try to avoid the sign. I mean, most would if they knew what the sign was. But if you know what the sign is, that means you have seen the sign, which means you can't escape it. Uh, we That's are talking true. about a a very integral part. Of the entire Lovecraft slash Cthulhu mythos today. Quit tugging my ding and just tell me. His name is fucking Haster. There it is. We are talking about Den- Haster. Denny Haster? Yellow. We're talking about Denny Haster? Dennis Quaid, actually. Oh, we don't but... want to talk about Dennis Haster. He's not a good boy. <sighs> I, I I helped him and he came to my AT&T store and I, get, I sold him a phone. Who? 
Dennis Hastert. Okay, yeah, that was my question. What? <laughs> he was. Um, he was. Uh, Matt, do you, do you see? Do you understand now? He do was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do I understand what? Do I the, understand what I love oh about God. this podcast so much? Which is just like ten, like five <laughs> minutes of build up, and then just like ten minutes of derailing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. Oh you guys my legit God! Don't you know just who broke Denner, down you guys the legit, last year of our lives. You don't know who Dennis Hastert is. No, I do know who that is. He That's... was Speaker of the House during the George Bush administration, and he right. got in trouble for like pedophilia and went to jail for a long, long time. I wrote him a and letter. Mike's when admitting I was young. to helping him. I sold him a phone, and I had to put an iPhone. I, I might be giving away too much information. Where I might get in trouble, but I had to do an iCloud backup on his phone, and he still had like George Bush and like Clinton's phone numbers on his phone. Did you save? Why did that? you not? Write that he's shit like, down. He's like, oh, these are old contacts, but I guess they'll do. And it's like Clinton, Bush. And I'm just like, what why did you not fuck? commit felonies for us? Are I you kidding me? Done that. I should have done that. Yeah, okay. All right, guys. We are way we need off to get track. Back on track for sure. <laughs> we are talking about Haster, the King in Yellow. Mm-hmm. What else would you call him? Oh, there's uh, Haster the Unspeakable is a uh, a fantastic one. Um, he's got so many fucking names. Lord Haster. The unspeakable one, uh, a few names that I won't even try to fucking pronounce. I believe that one that you're, you're trying to has tre has tree Austre. I feel like I like the next one though a little more. I think it's Austre. It's if you want to go the Harry Potter route, yeah. The the him who is not to be named, yeah. Kaiwan Asaturer. Is that how you pronounce that? Aster. It's Aster. Aster. It, it is Aster, but it looks like Aster. Um, the feaster from afar, the lord of interstellar spaces, the peacock king, Zukalakoth, Johannes Vanderberg. Yep. Uh, Haster the unspeakable, the unspeakable, Fenric, dweller in the depths, thing in the lake, him that slept beneath, and the great prince. Of the old ones. Does he really need that many titles? Uh-huh. Oh, you <laughs> should see the list of names for Nierleth. Yeah, the, this is tame compared is... to a lot of the like outer gods, yes. like nicknames. Even um, Azathoth, we did not go over all of his names. No, we we did not. There are ten times as many. And the reason you get all these names is because these are all the different like stories that he can be associated with. Yep. Um, so if you wanted to know like who and what, in kind of a nutshell, Haster is. Um, so Haster the Unspeakable is a Cthulhu mythos deity, as we've already explained to you. Uh, but although uh, the being is most famously, famously associated with H.P. Lovecraft, it's only mentioned in one of his stories. Yep. And that's The Whisper in the Darkness. Which, if you have not read that, fucking, oh. If you like Dread, read that. It's yeah. a very fucking good story. If if you want to feel like you don't matter <laughs> and something is coming to get you, that's that's the story to read. My I don't need scene. more of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the wrong podcast, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually really funny because originally uh, Hester is the creation of a guy named Ambrose uh, Bierce, um, whose short story... Uh, I don't even know how to say this one, but Haisha is, I think, how you say Haisha the shepherd. Um, basically, he describes Haster as a god of shepherds, and um, it's also a name of a city 
in a Robert W. Chambers short story called The Yellow Sign, um, and the the repair of reputations, which appeared in his short story collection, The King in Yellow. So you, you were literally hitting all of the fucking, you're, you're seeing like four of the five, like four of the five, four nicknames out of this fucking list that we just like went over yeah. just within two people's like, well, three people's stories. Uh, you could say interpretations. I would prefer to call them recollections. Uh, yeah, historical accounts. Yep. Um, but absolutely then, true words that <laughs> exist in Earth. Keep in mind, as we've said about a lot of this, H.P. Lovecraft opened up his works to be to the public, open ended, um, or it's or public domain, yeah, public domain. Yeah. But basically, uh, so so H.P. Lovecraft had this like weird group of people who also kind of wrote the same sort of shit he was writing at the same time as him that weren't like. They weren't like technically interconnected, but they kind of were. Um, so this guy August Derleth, uh, he's the publisher and apostle of Lovecraft. That I, I know, I just blew right by that. But yes, apostle. Yeah, yeah. Of Lovecraft. Yes. So these <laughs> okay, are people I know. like he knew about and like accepted, but they he... think about fucking. Uh, I don't know. Last Supper, like. He that basically kind of dedication, but to Lovecraft. Yeah, he pretty much worshipped this guy. Yes, it's a oh. very weird relationship. Uh, we could probably do a whole episode on that guy. Oh, absolutely! And if you read his fucking his his works, you can absolutely like you get the the Bible vibes, like the fucking like this is my Lord and Savior. Yeah, and his creations are my creations, and we love every fucking second of it. Which is funny because, like, I sprung like sixty bucks on a Bible of Cthulhu. Yeah, I still haven't done that. Yeah, it's I'm a great. Bad cultist. Um, but yeah, so this August guy, he he published. Um, well, he he published a bunch of things, but basically, he developed Haster into a, to one of the great old ones. Like yep. he's 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 the guy that turned him into a great old one. Um, basically, called him the spawn of Yogg-Sothoth, the half brother of Cthulhu, and uh, possibly I'm gonna butcher this one, the uh-huh. Magnum. Inomen Andium. No, that was actually spot on. Um, or the AWD, which I don't understand that whole thing. All wheel drive. Yeah, definitely all wheel. <laughs> the all wheel drive version. <laughs> He's the Ford F one fifty of uh, Cthulhu Mythos gods. <laughs> He's the Subaru. Um, so in this incarnation, That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to be quiet. Fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> fucking dolphin in the room here. So we got, <laughs> so we, Haster, uh, has several avatars, uh, the feaster from afar, which is another story. Mm-hmm. Um, a black shriveled flying monstrosity with tentacles, uh, tipped with razor sharp talons that can pierce a victim's skull and siphon out the brain. This is kind of that typical like vision of Haster that you'll see like yellow cloak tentacles at the bottom. I feel like that's like typical, Lovecraft in general, just a black mass of tentacles and sharp, an amorphous representation yeah. of a dark, writhing chaos. Like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing I will go over later is about some of the different depictions of Hester. Um, because Can we, I, I don't want to go there yet, I don't want to go there yet. So, it's, I should, I'm excited. Bring the D&D, Fuck, okay, I'll well, wait. You, you played Cthulhu Wars, right? Uh, yeah. No, I have not played Cthulhu. Oh yeah, Wars no, yet. you haven't. I have not. I have so, D. I have fucking okay. Kept, uh, right. Call of Cthulhu. All right. Well, yeah, we will get there. That'll yeah. be that'll be later. Okay. Damn. Anyways, so we're getting too excited. Yeah. No, I'm. I I love the shit. So, um, 
Yeah, so we have that, and then we have the uh, the Carcosa Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, is actually a Stockholm based uh, coterie that worships Haster. <laughs> um, it's a cult. It's, yeah, it's, it's a cult. The, it's the cult of of the yellow sign, more or less. So real world things tying into all of this as well, and then uh, Hester is amorphous, uh, but he is said to appear as a vast, vaguely octopoid being, similar to his half niece, uh, Cecilia. Um, and that's then, weird though, because like every depiction I've seen of Hester is more humanoid than like cephalopod. I'll bring this up. I'll, I will okay, bring this up ahead, for sure. Um, and then the last thing we get with Hester is that in Lynn Carter's Carcosa story about Holly. Hester is named as the Dweller in the Depths, the Spawn of Azathoth, the Half-Brother of Cthulhu, which we've already heard once, um, the, and? the Mate of shub uh, So basically he was the father of Nug and Yeb, yep. which is kind of crazy, a little mm. bit crazy. Once we go over those, you'll understand why that's crazy. But um, yeah, and he is said to have led the rebellion against the Elder Gods and received sacrifices thrown into his lake. So like he's the Black Sheep. Yeah, of the fucking outer gods, like is what he is. It's so crazy because like I, Doug and I are fuck. We are legitimately rubbing our shafts together right now about how <laughs> fucking exciting this is. You um, know, they say if you do that, you'll cause a fire, and only you can prevent forest fires. So I, I, I really, really love how in depth and how everything connects so well in this fucking universe. Um, yeah, so we kind of have like, was it like three or four other people's like stories kind of. So right now we have four people's stories, basically, basically creating the mythos of Haster, which is another great thing that we're going to bring up here quickly. Actually. Oh yeah. They've all kind of like come to a conclusion. Like he's the half brother of Cthulhu. They, they, they've all decided like, yeah, that's what he is, which Mm -hmm. is kind of fun. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so happy that Lovecraft Lovecraft's works are deemed like public domain, which it led so many people to expound upon these weirdly horrifying things. It's um, basically just well, old school SCP. It, yeah. I'm so happy you said that. Yep. So 100%. fucking happy because yes, this is like, this is SCP version one and Except the there's SC- no Russian guy trying to take yeah. over. Those. <laughs> yes, there's no because Russian can't. Um, yeah. And and kind of like spoilers, but I just thought this was like such a cool fact. Um, so we call this the Cthulhu mythos, but it was originally going to be the Haster mythos. Yep. Before it was Cthulhu, Haster but, was supposed to be like the the the, the identifying. Being it doesn't have the same rank to it as Cthulhu. It, it doesn't, but H.P. Lovecraft said the same shit. And he's like, "Nope, Cthulhu sounds Fuck cooler." You. Yeah, actually, it hundred percent does. And like, I'm realistically, honest, I'm convinced that that's really the only reason that Cthulhu <laughs> has gotten so popular. Because, like, I love Cthulhu to death, but oh my, there are so many more beings in this mythos. That I think are it's also because way better back then. Um, you know, this is what like the twenties. Oh no! Roughly. 189 uh 1880s. Yeah. Oh, no, well, he was back 1898 then. to like 1905 ish. Yeah, so I think he died what's, in 36. What's scarier than a giant, you know, winged octopus thing from the depths of the ocean, rather than a man that nothing. wears yellow? You know, comparatively, sea creatures. What, I'm sorry. What did you say? Sea creatures. They're horrifying. Oh, they yeah. fuck. Have you seen a fucking anglerfish? 
Yeah, they're awful. Matt, yeah. do you have thassalophobia? Yes, I am subscribed to that subreddit. Okay, I figured. Alaskophobia and uh, there's uh, another one. Oh, submechanophobia. Yes. Do oh my you god. Really? I actually watch yeah. a lot of Disney YouTube things about that, and like some of those mechanical things in the water are fucking terrifying. Hey Matt, have you ever heard of a game called uh, Sunless Sea? No. Uh, <laughs> I would pay money <laughs> to watch you play that game. It's very. Oh, it's, no. By most people's expectations, it's pretty tame with some very creepy factors to it. Very Lovecraftian tactics to it. But with somebody who's afraid of shit like that, yes, I would absolutely pay money to watch somebody stream that game and be terrified of it. So if you have a chance to check it out and you want to send us a funny video, there you go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll horrify myself for your amusement later. But I'm sorry. I've derailed this whole thing. No, you're fine. I might finance that because I want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) um that's kind of the you know the names we know haster by um there there's a bit of inspiration and like all things lovecraftian it's it (laughs) origins are shrouded in fucking mystery there's no concrete answer to any one being that you could find in this mythos um but this is kind of like a couple of the a couple of the places that you can find some very, I don't know, ancient information about him. Uh, so in uh, Bierce's Heisha the Shepherd, uh, which appeared in the collection, Can Such Things Be? <laughs> of course. Uh, Haster is more benevolent, and he would later appear in August Durless' The Mythos Stories, um, which is very, very, very strange to me, because he almost every depiction I've seen of him, at least recently, has been... Similar to Neolithotep. I, I hate to keep going back to Neolithotep, but like Haster and Neolithotep could be half brothers. Oh, absolutely. Like, like very easily. <clears throat> I mean, when you think of Haster, you think of like uh, desecration yeah. and like rot, decay, yeah. the end of things. I mean, you just look at a picture of him. Like he's wearing this, this tattered, decrepit yellow robe with melting tentacly features like kind of poking out of where his face should be, but the rest is just blackness and it just it's all about death and decay. Is, yeah. Is what Haster's all about. It's like if a bunch of toddlers uh stacked on top of each other and they're wearing a trench coat, but in this case it's just like a bunch of tentacles like stacked on top of each other if wearing the toddlers a were made of tentacles. Trying yeah. to get into a PG thirteen movie and they just can't do it. Yeah. Exactly. And then you find out they're actually raccoons and it's a whole thing. Uh, and then the raccoons are made of Tentacly nightmares, bees, like yes. tentacly slapping their fake ID on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Hi, "Sir, I'm... why is your ID covered in slime?" So <laughs> I'm gathering that we are creating a a new Hester origin story, or at least teenage years mythos for him. Yeah. Um, but no. So like, he's ori- he was originally thought of as like this benevolent being. That brought good fortune, good omens, what have you. Um, there's another story that we've already mentioned named uh, Inhabitant of Caracosa, referred to the place of Caracosa as a person, Holly, which later names author, or sorry, which names which later, what the fuck does that say? It says names which later authors were to associate with Haster. So Carcosa and Hel- Holly. Right. Yes. You got it. 
I yes, that just fucked me up a lot. Um, no, it, it's written very weird. It is. Uh, so basically, what this is saying is these. <sighs> so remember when I was basically saying, "Is Haster a person? Is Haster right. a place? What is Haster?" A lot of the stories that we get, they interpret about, it differently. There's no description of nope. him up at this point. Like we don't know what he looks like because nope. of in classic HP fashion, it's it's undescribable, unspeakable. Yes. Um. So there was a lot of debate for a long time on what Haster was, and that's yeah. that's the words in which Jason was trying to say. <laughs> I apologize. Well, I have had well, a lot of shots, and reading is hard. No, ter- that is. But that, that is written that very well, sucks. but also, I hate it. That's ri- written by an intelligent person, and I am not <laughs> that right now. Um, so, we are also going to talk about a, a very old story. Actually, one oh, that yeah. was before Lovecraft's time. Um, in 1895, um, which is it's a few years before Lovecraft actually got into writing, um, you see a story called The King in Yellow. And it's actually a collection and you, you, it's a bunch of horror stories and Haster is the name of a potentially supernatural character in a, yep. Not going to try that. Yeah. No, that's a weird name. It's, it's a French word. It's a French name. Demoselli. Demosai. Demosai. That sounds more but, Japanese. I don't know. Yeah, I really do. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to offend a whole culture by trying to pronounce <laughs> this. So let's just move on. Um, there's a story all about the King in Yellow in 1895. Um, it's mentioned without explanation in another story called the yellow sign. And the latter of those two also mentions Caracosa, Holly, and a bunch of other authors that you might recognize in the Cthulhu mythos. So this actually ties into what I was just saying about, we don't know if he's a person, place or thing, um, because basically we get the name of him, uh, and then we get the name of him as a place. Yep. And then he's mentioned without explanation in another story. Just yellow sign. And from there, it's just like, what? what is Haster? Like, yep. what? Like, is he a uh, he, uh, thing, uh, them, a place, uh, a time? Place, like, or like, what? We don't know. No fucking idea. Um. So, so once Lovecraft didn't come up with Haster, he just kind of prof- no. expounded on it. Honestly, you're gonna, that's going to be a theme that you see here. Love cr- so he stole work from other people. No, he worked no. with them. Correct. Yes. He worked with a bunch of people and he basically took very, very minor parts of stories, names, places, etc., with no backstory attached to them and said, you know what? This would look good if it were made of tentacles and came from 40 billion light years away. And actually, this oh, yeah. th- this next part is gonna. <laughs> we're giving we're giving Matt existential dread. <laughs> He's over here just like <laughs> sitting on the toilet, like being like, Bleh. yep, yeah, yeah. That's just like this my worst your... nightmare. Come yeah, true. this is. I why why are you on with us right now? This is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to regret all my decisions, like, like minute by minute. Well, let's keep this train going. Um, so. What so he just explained kind of like where the idea of Haster came from, which again was not originally Lovecraft. It was idea. a story called what, the Yellow Sign, uh, the King of Yellow. King of Yellow. Yellow. It was an the excerpt of horror signs or horror horror signs, horror gotcha. stories. Yeah, and gotcha. then a mention of the name Haster at one point in one of said stories. Gotcha. Very loose. So Lovecraft's vision 
actually went a little differently than this whole thing started off. So H.P. Lovecraft read Chambers' book in 1927, and he was so enchanted by it that he basically added it to his own creations. Um, however, it's pretty unclear uh, from this quote if Lovecraft's Haster is a person, a place, or an object, which we you're going to keep seeing this theme. The yellow sign. Yep. Uh, such as the yellow sign or a deity, uh, the ambition. The ambiguity is uh, recurrent in Lovecraft's description of the mythic entities. So here we go. This is a quote from Lovecraft. Yes. After stumbling queerly upon the hellish and forbidden book of horrors, the two learn, among other hideous things which no sane mortal should know, that this talisman is indeed the nameless yellow sign handed down from the accursed cult of Haster the primordial Carcosa, whereof the volume treats. Wow, doesn't that sound mysterious <laughs> and unnamed and weird, right? Wow. So undescribable. <laughs> so undescribable. Unspeakable. Unspeakable. I'm still not sure if this is a person, place, or thing. Is this? Is he an adjective? <laughs> He's an adverb. An adverb, a person, place, or a thing? Uh, please don't assume it's pronouns. Adjective, person, place, or thing? <laughs> Why am I thinking of uh, like what? What's that old fucking show? Um, what's Silver the fucking death match? Tool time. Chalk zone. Keep going. <laughs> I like there. where this is going. Wild Thornberry. This is the opposite <laughs> w- way of where I wanted it to go, but I really do enjoy hearing all the old episodes. Legend of the Hidden sh- Temples. Hey, Ooh, that's Lovecraftian as fuck. By Absolutely. The way. No, but it's like that show with the bill on the front steps. And and it's I'm, like, bill. I'm just a uh, bill. Yes. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock. School is that Rock, what it yeah, is? Yes. I wanted yeah. to say that, yeah. but then I kept thinking of yeah, fucking yeah. Black, or Black Jack. Jack Black's movie, School of Rock. School of Rock. No, yeah, it's, okay. it's not that. Anyways, getting back on the topic here. And <laughs> Black Jack's movie, uh, School of Cock. What? Yeah, I've seen that porno for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that one's uh, only streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I have a exclusively porno to look up after this. All right, Jason, put your cock away. Anyways, uh, I'm in my own house. I can do what I want. That's fair. <laughs> I can't stop you. I guess. Okay, so that being said, now that I've read that amazing, undescribable quote, um, basically the supernatural horror in literature. Discussing the yellow sign and Chambers the yellow sign, the only mention of Haster is, we spoke of Haster and of Casilda. So judging from these two quotes, which that latter quote was very short. Very. And didn't bring a whole lot to the table. Seven um, words. It is. Yeah, it's, it was just, we spoke of Haster and of Casilda. But and that's the thing, they don't mention him that often. That's That's Lovecraft. That's just... So you're going to hear just subtle name drops name yeah. all over the fucking place. There are only like three stories that have anything to do with him. And that's the thing with like a lot of the H.P. Lovecraft like mythos characters. Like you have these big giant stories, but the stories have like very little to do with these like big names that we know and love. And it's because they're so like they're like such a small part of the book, but they're like that part of the book that like hooks you. Exactly. The part that makes you afraid of and what's happening. The one thing that Lovecraft has said time and time again is that he brings these names and beings into existence not to like give explanation about them, but to more 
give you like a focal point in where to put your dread. Yeah, exactly. Like you have a name to think about now. Well, you don't know what me, it looks like. You don't know what it's going to do to you. To me, it always seemed like that. Like it, the name comes up subtly enough to where it's like that. That like thing that's always kind of peering over your shoulder. And in essence, that you can. It's like out of reach. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. It's. I mean, if you've seen the 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 newest rendition of Color Out of Space, it's like that. <laughs> That picks up on what you are supposed to feel like when you are reading Lovecraft stories perfectly. It does a great job of making you as the viewer feel helpless. Yeah, insane. And stupid. <laughs> it, it brings <laughs> the whole sanity. Like, yeah. sanity is a huge part of this mythos. And, like, keeping that sanity and feeling like, you know, like, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. There's, it's it's undescribable. Isn't it weird how you <gasps> can't describe it? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> That's just fucking great. That's exactly what I needed to add on top of my fear of sea creatures was the looming sensation that they're always looking over my shoulder. (laughs) Oh, there's constantly a great white shark right behind you. You just can't see him. Great. (laughs) Hey, Matt, have you listened to our uh, our um, disturbing sounds episode? Uh, No. Does it have throat noises? Because I'm always. (laughs) I mean, it does have some. All of our episodes have at least some throat noises because shots. But it has, it has deep sea noises. It has. If you would like to find a noise to be terrified of, go ahead and listen to that. Because oh 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 yeah, I have listened to that actually. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I just blocked it out of my memory because I like, uh, nope, don't need that, that. That makes sense because the, the bloop is terrifying. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Where are we at? I don't know. I was I was, I was going to do whale noises, but then I realized how late it was, and I don't want to piss anyone off. Uh, but the last thing, um. So basically with these quotes that I just read, uh, it's quite possible that H.P. Lovecraft not only recognized Haster as one of the mythos gods, but even made him so recalling uh, what he read in Chambers' book. So Derleth uh, once entered – actually, this is this is what I was talking about earlier when Derleth mm. actually recommended to H.P. Lovecraft that the mythos be called the Haster mythos. And then H.P. Lovecraft was like, nah, bro. Cthulhu. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> He said those exact words. That's a quote from H.P. Lovecraft. Um, nah, dog. I'm a, <laughs> he said, nah, dog. Fuck you, dog. That was exactly the words that he said. No, so To quote Lovecraft, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I love that quote. It's my favorite quote from H.P. Lovecraft. Um, but yeah, that's, that is kind of HP Lovecraft's version of Haster and how it became to be in what we love as the Cthulhu mythos. I would say listening that his, uh, version isn't much different from the original because we still haven't established if it's a person, place or thing really. So we, so I feel like we haven't gotten anywhere yet. To be fair, after what Jason's about to go over, I have a couple things I want to talk about on what Haster is in my mind and we'll go from there. So but. it seems like right now from the mythos again, cause we can't like solidify if it's a person, place or thing that Haster is just this, like, um, an idea. It, it's this like idea of just, I'm assuming some sort of like horror. So actually I might be able like to some, put, some sort of like looming horror. You I, don't know what it is, but you know, it's bad. Kind here, of, kind okay. Of here's, yeah. here's how you, you should think of Haster. Haster is like the aftermath of a dream that you can't remember. Like you have you have a feeling that you kind of know that you've experienced this thing. However, you can never know for sure. 
Hester's like sleep paralysis. Yes. It's a thing that you see. But can't do shit about. But you don't know if it's real. And then when you wake up, you're still not sure if it's real. But you're pretty sure that the thing happened. But you almost know for sure that it didn't that you happen. you dreamt it. Like it was, yes. It's, That's he's, the best way I could describe what Haster does. And he even behaves the same way. Like he slips in and out of reality. Like but we say he, but storm. is it really a he? It. it, it well, it's, okay. an, it's an, no, we say he. Yeah, it's, I, it's Lovecraft. Well, let's see. Why, yeah, why that's fair. It? No, it, no, it's it's, it's, it's Lovecraft. Lovecraft, so it's a he. Well, no, I just mean like again, we don't know if it's a person, place, or thing. Well, yes, correct. I was more fair. alluding to the fact that Lovecraft is a sexist, racist piece of shit. Yeah. But we sure. <laughs> yeah, we all agree on that. Anyway. <laughs> yep. I I feel like we just need to say at least once on these episodes that we recognize that. As long as you know. We recognize that he... He uh, held very cynical views of the, Earth. The public domain aspects are probably the better aspects. <laughs> oh, yes. 100%. And as I will continually say, he is the product of his time, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. um, that being 1898 said... 1898 was not a good time. Where can we find Haster? Uh, so, this might sound very otherworldly, very, very esoteric. Um, it's It almost sounds like we're talking about a... A religion that no one else might be involved in. Uh, not true. It's you can actually find him all over pop culture, especially nowadays. One hundred percent. It he's fucking everywhere. Even if you recognize it or not, um, he'll appear outside the Cthulhu mythos constantly. I know. Okay, I forget the fucking name of the anime that basically gives every single Cthulhu mythos deity like. A human persona. There, there. I, I cannot remember the name. Jason, of Jason, I think that just might be tentacle porn, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I do own four copies of The Fisherman's Wife, so that you could be right. So, Hester's. He's both a god and a family in uh, Marion Zimmer Bradley's Dark Over series, which I'm not very familiar with at all. Um, I am also not familiar with that one. Not, not even remotely. I'm assuming it's akin to the Twilight series. Just by the name. Sure, know. we'll go with that. Cool. <laughs> um, honestly, he's in a fuckload of books. A fuckload of books. And there are people that have expounded on his nature, his origin, um, his personality. They've, people have given him like a human persona at some point. Um, he is in the Doctor Who mythos, though. And... That's one of my that's one of my favorite crossovers. Um, it's, I just want to say you skipped over Good Omens by Neil Gaiman, and I'm upset that you did that. Yeah, I don't it's care about that. Neil Gaiman is such a fucking phenomenal writer. We have to give oh. him some credit. Okay, give me one other work that he he worked on. Sandman. Oh shit! Yeah. So in it's Good Omens by. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. you're right. James McAvoy is uh, so be bad at mm-hmm. names. Um, Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Haster is a Duke of Hell who becomes trapped in answer- in an answering machine, which honestly is offensive to Haster, if we're being honest. Uh, he later escapes when a, tele- a telemarketer phones and promptly devours the entire staff of the telemarketing office. It's a v- it's pretty quality. 
<laughs> can you send me that? Because like I would, I, I, I'll try and find that. Okay, because um, they do a good job. They do, they do something, and you'll you'll just just keep going. Go keep going. Just yeah, please. Um, he's in Doctor Who. Uh, not not the show, unfortunately. I mean, you can definitely find him in the show if you look. There are definitely traces of him all over the place. But there's a novel. Uh, all-consuming fire, and he equates Haster with Fenric, which, if anybody knows who Fenric is, was Fenric the fucking giant wolf? No, that's that's Fenrir. Fenrir, that's who I'm thinking. That's the Nordic uh, yes. god-devil thing. Um, Correct. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd have to then? look Fenric up exactly. Um, so nobody here knows who Fenric is? I got you, bro. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fenric. Actually, can I get a can I get a rips off Fenric real quick? Fenric, there we go. <laughs> um, Fenric Tardis Wiki, here we go. Um, Fenric, uh, also known as Haster the Unspeakable, Abu Fenran the Wolf, the Hunger, uh, immensely powerful sentient force that was at least as old as the universe itself, an intelligence of pure evil it's, later advent- yep. identified as the Great Old One. Yeah, it's it's so they knew it was up. It's based on. From what you just said, I feel like Fenric and Fenrir are very closely related. It definitely sounded like they were trying to go with that. Right. That's, that's I, I ex- haven't read this Doctor Who novel. I'd have watched all of Doctor Who, but I, I mean, don't. Same. I've not read the novel. Yeah. Yeah. So. It sounds like they're trying to go with the uh, the big old wolf Fenrir, but in yellow, I guess. Um, the British version. You can also find Haster in Stephen King. Uh, the Stephen King short story, Grandma. Are you going to make me say this? Please Gra- do. Grandma. <sighs> All right, I'll fucking read it. The titular grandma. Uh, he said tit. <laughs> invokes Haster to impregnate her when she is found to be incapable of having a child. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, It can be made to sleep by being told to, you ready? Lie down in the name of Haster. This is is literally Inuyasha. Sit, boy. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Holy shit. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. It just kind of clicked now, actually, but that's exactly what I was thinking of. Lie down in the name of Haster. No, sit, boy. Um... You can find Haster on Amazon Prime if you pay the nine and eight. Just a month. subscription. Like, yeah, he's got his own channel. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Uh, no, it's it's a BBC adaptation of Good Omens feature, and it features Haster uh, from the book. Um, and it features honestly, David Tennant. So it's, and yeah, that's David Tennant <sighs> from Doctor Who. Right, and that's that's Hey-o. the crossover there. I th- I I feel like all of these little connections are purposeful you know what i mean because if yeah. if you look down these bullet points like the this one and this one and this one and this one they all have like it's like a, a, a daisy chain i haven't been looking because i want to i want to you absorb. every time you 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 talk about the pop like culture reference jason keeps like pointing at okay. me and i'm like i want to know if i get mike, it or not mike this one it. this one is for you this is absolutely for you are you ready real quick sure. if, you, if you're gonna finish this one tell tell us how so as opposed to the comic uh, good omens. Tell us how he shows up in the show, because I think it's hilarious. Are you talking about this right here? The in very the, bottom yes. sentence. Yeah, right there. So opposed to the comic, if you were to watch this show, 
you would see Haster appear. <sighs> I don't enjoy this, Doug. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Okay. He uh, he appears as a, a sentient blob of very strong coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. And based on what we've heard so far, that's... But but Insulting. he's but, but he's made from what <laughs> distilled Usenet distilled bitterness. Usenet bitterness, and if anybody here remembers Usenet, yeah. it's probably me. I'm very curious if whoever worked on uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy had some part of the Good Omen show, because this sounds like that same type of British humor. Well, it'd be Douglas Adams, but he I don't. Did hmm. Matt? Do you have do you have any info on this? Is are these two related at all? Uh, well, no, I don't know. Oh, I was that was saying, anticlimactic. Douglas <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry. You set me up and I just disappointed you. <laughs> no, no, no. So. I, okay, here, let's... Well, the, no, I just mean like whoever was like in the writing room with not the books, the, but the movie. The uh, best thing about Hollywood magic know? is I can go back and erase all of this <laughs> and I can replace this with a very confident and strong answer, if you'd like. No. Well, okay. to be fair, we, the next the next thing is the next totally thing is Mike. Your, we keep the totally failures. Okay, Mike, <gasps> is let's, Dragon Ball Z related? Is he? In yeah, it is Dragon Ball Z. No, yeah, he is Goku. I'm Haster is Goku. I'm. You heard it here first, people. Whoa, Mike, I'm going to give your blue balls a release. Oh, yeah. Um, in the the universe of the SCP Foundation. Oh, ooh. we might cover him on Containment Corner. Oh, we absolutely are. I hope uh, so. So wait, who is? It's, wait, it, wait, wait, wait! Don't tell me who he is. Is it a? Is it a? I'm, oh, there's no number attached here. It's, oh, it's the actual is it, name. Is it I don't per, think you know the name. Is it person, place, or thing? That's a person. That's a hard question <laughs> because it's at least two of those things. Is he the Scarlet King? No. No, but no. as far as no, this no. goes, he, I, I would say this is a person. Is he... If I had to give it a... To it's a person you. that turns into a place. Which doesn't help you at all. Oh, um, hang on. No, no, no. Hang on. Uh, there's so many SCPs the, I would... Is he... There's over 8,000. Is he 000. that that celestial, like, that star? No. That oh, no, no, no. That's a good guess, he's, actually. No, the one right outside Jupiter? Yeah. No. Is he... That's a great guess, though, it because is, Hester yes. is very strongly connected is, to the stars. Is he... Not Jupiter, though. Not, not Jupiter. I feel like there's a joke somewhere in there. <laughs> Well, we're uh, not finding it. So the hangman? Yes, actually. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. I, that I cannot believe you fucking just got that. Well, there's yeah, only like three like cosmic dudes in SCP that are important. That's fair. Uh, but no, it's not the hanged man. It's the hanged king. Oh shit! Yeah, um, that was close. Yeah, of Alagata, but that part is really. It doesn't matter. But yes, the Hanged King, and he is okay, that makes heavily sense, based on Haster and the King. Because the Hanged King, can't that like transport you to some mythic... Ah, fuck, what's the Hanged King's fucking... Uh, you got it, bro. The, the Hanged King's mythos is like, uh, it's a, a, a stage play. Um, yes. Uh, this yep. whole thing is based on a play. Yes. Yeah. Called the King the, in Yellow. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The Hanged King is some stage play, and it's, whoever... Yes. Whoever plays him, the don't, was it give, the don't give too much away. Well, no, is it like the something happens to the audience or the the actors? Something. Everybody the actors aren't real. Watches the play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their yeah. penises fall. Oh yeah, off. no. The the actors are all the same thing. Mm. I, it, we'll go over it. 
Hanking um, is fun. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, that's SCP for you. We're trying to hash out SCP versus Okay, well, that Lovecraft. makes more sense then. Yes. Cool. Okay. Um, the last Bring, that, brings us back to our, our, our saying, you figure it the you fuck out. You fucking figure it out. Yeah. Um, the one that the three of us might be most well-versed in, though, is Fantasy Flight Games. Hey, Mike, you remember playing Mansions of Madness with me? That one or two times? Yeah. Yeah, he's in that. I figured. Uh, he's in Cthulhu. literally Fantasy Flight Games basically focuses on Lovecraft and the Cthulhu mythos and basically just brings it to life. And you are going to find Haster all over this. Was you that can find him in games like Arkham Horror or yeah. Eldritch Horror or Mansions of Madness. Are there, any more, Madness. are there any more that you're trying to surprise me with or is the SCP one the only good one? Oh, that's as far as I know, that's the only SCP. So I can read this with full. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So real quick to touch on the board <laughs> game thing, and this is why I associate Haster in my mind with how I do, um, is uh, there's a Peter. Uh, well, actually, no, that's not the correct person. So there's a game called Cthulhu Wars. Mm. And in Cthulhu Wars, uh, basically, you can be Haster and a bunch of other people. But if you play as Haster, Haster is actually its own outer god or old one or whatever you want to call it. Um, and he actually comes with a secondary lesser god named the King in Yellow. So while you're playing as Haster, you're actually controlling the King in Yellow while you play him. Mm-hmm. And that is like ingrained in my brain now. Well, is but that that's... he is, they are two separate beings, but there's one celestial god controlling one and do you know inner planner god well okay the major theory around that do you know who that is i'm not sure actually i mean honestly it's pretty obvious shrimply pyrolothotep no okay i wasn't sure i mean that is a good that's a good yes okay okay that makes more sense now that i think about it no the the king in yellow is he's a product of azathoth's (laughs) dream and and yes share is controlling both of those it is Cher. Cher and Michael Jackson. I, I, that's all I had. I just thought it was funny if it would be Cher and Michael Jackson. But like, no, this like that, dynamic duo. But The fact know. that inside Azathoth's dream, Haster is controlling the king in yellow is very ironic to me because he's not. And one of the things you're going to find out about Haster is that he, much like Nier Lethotep, he's like the one of the black sheeps of the outer gods of the uh, Cthulhu mythos. Like, he doesn't follow orders well. Um, he kind of goes by his own wills and desires, which change fucking minute to minute. He's very, very, very haphazard. I'm actually really curious to where he was at some of these like giant wars that happened. Like, what was Haster doing? I have a fucking fan fiction for you. Yeah, it's all about World War One and Two. Oh, and right. it's oh, it's so good, it's so good. I'll send it to you. It's fine. Um, I don't know. Aside from so pop culture aside, uh, let's move on to something a bit older. <laughs> um. I don't know, like the classical Greek gods, Roman gods. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. So Haster has kind of been... Passing the buck, Doug. <laughs> Haster's kind of been equated to uh, to Saturn or Cronus, um, Greek, Roman alike. Is that a disease? <laughs> yes. Okay. Very much so. Cool. That's and what I, I have come down with it hardcore. Why Cronus? Cronus. Or why Cronus? Uh, 
because those are the same names, but in Greek and Roman. Well, wasn't Cronus the one that uh, is like cursed to hold the earth on his shoulders? No, that's Prometheus. No, that's not Prometheus. He made fire. Oh, you're right. Uh, oh, no, no I'm thinking Sis- of Atlas. Yeah, you're I thinking th- of Atlas. I, th- I was thinking of uh, Sisyphus. Yeah. Cronus is a uh, big, big boulder guy. Cronus is a... Uh, I'm done. Was it Zeus? <laughs> Cronus. <laughs> Just muting my mic. Cronus is uh, Zeus. Cronus is Zeus's father. Zeus's father, who's a titan yeah, slash yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeus kills him. I can only hold one set of gods correctly. So Cro- I can't. Cronus hold. was actually he was uh, he was sentenced. And Saturn ate his son. That's he, right. There's yes. a painting. Yes. And Cronus was sentenced to uh, what? Fuck. What desert was it? He was Gobi. He yes, was, the Gobi Desert. He was sentenced to like. I swear to God, he had to like do. He had to like he, to, up he carried something. the labyrinth on his back. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So he had to like bear the weight of something. I don't know yeah. what. Yeah, it was yeah. the weight of the world deuce. That's Dude. the one. God damn it. <laughs> right. And that's different from Kratos, who is the god of war character. Well, Kratos is technically made up, but he is. But he also they do kind of do some accuracies to it because you do come across the, the mythos is pretty fucking accurate in yeah. those games. Oi! Boy, <laughs> boy. Um, interestingly, there was a Roman god of flocks called Pallas, although not directly related to the word pallid. It's possible that it shares the same entomology from Pipel Gray. In- interestingly, Pallas was associated with the star Pallisium. I'm not sure why this is in this outline. You put it there. You are correct. Oh fuck, Pallisium. <laughs> on. I'm thinking through. My you were Greek. very excited about this, I'm, so I, I that's why no, no, I didn't no, put this in there originally because I did not understand. Me neither. My and Greek I'm mythology courses. Out. Okay, hold on. Give me a sec. Okay. The only things I remember are my Greek mythology professor saying silence means consent. I took so many ancient <laughs> history classes in college. <laughs> I don't. Very troubling. Yeah, you're. You might want to alert the I authorities. I didn't say that. I don't agree guy. with it. That's what I was taught. Cosby references. Just, you know, <laughs> we've gone so many places tonight, man. No means yes, and silence is yes as well. No means yes, and yes means anal. Let's just. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> let's let's just say that your fucking professor was fucked, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. But he he backed his his, his statement up by saying, "I don't think that. That's what Zeus thought." Which explains why the he goose has so many children. And him fucking a goose. But he also, like, he turned into a cow and, like, dr- ran somebody out to sea as a cow just to fuck them. Which, yeah, there's, I have questions guy. about that. How many gooses do you know? Like, personally? <laughs> like, yeah, I just thought, like, on first I, name I thought basis? it was just segue. They made on Thursday nights. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Marmalade, the depressed goose. <laughs> we did what? talk about marmalade. The, yeah, the goose. it was a goose that me and Lori came up with backstory with. Oh it was yeah, that's right. Tattered, yeah, yeah. fucking depressed goose that gives you bad advice and bad news all the time. <laughs> like you know how a, star- a stork brings by a, a baby. A baby. He comes by and he's just like, oh, it's, it's like the oh, bad news goose. Yeah, marmalade's here. What's wrong? It's like, oh, marmalade, like, the bad news and he's goose. Like, oh my god, Timmy's stuck in a well. And he's like, oh, and he's like, oh my god, there's no ladder to get him out. And it's he's like, got, he got tuberculosis. Go. Yeah, much. He's like Eeyore the goose, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just any any type of bad news, he's the one to deliver it to you instead of giving you the good news, like a stork and a baby. All right, Jason, Someone's do you have do, do you have a good way out of this? Fuck, dude! I um, I got one. So um, it's uh, cool. Uh, Pelikium. It looks like yeah. 
Palicium. Palicium. I prefer my version, Palicium, which no one else does, sounds cool. like... Uh, I don't see a single K in that it word. It sounds like periculum, which is a Harry Potter spell that shoots red sparks out of your wand. Where can, where can people find us, Mike? They can find <laughs> us on the magical website that is linktree.com slash dilutypod. Um, what the fuck? Patreon.com slash dilutypod. <laughs> Um, you can find us as Dilutie Pod, or don't look under the internet anywhere. If I have to say that we just bird scootered the shit out of the end of an episode harder than we ever have before, my brain it was that. You know, know what? If this is a bird scooter. That was just like a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dump truck with full. It was it was a dump truck full of bird scooters that just ran over our point. Yeah. Exactly. That's what happened. If this doesn't prove how our show is, um, <laughs> we get drunk, we talk to people who like us again, um, <laughs> and that's about it. This is the third episode of a four-episode binger, so um, bear oh, with we us. We got one more. Fucking hell! Um, oh, we got this. Oh, anyway, bag. So uh, I just want to say, you know, hug your cat, kiss your dog in the mouth, um, open it up, get that tongue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. It's getting it's getting more and more vulgar every time. <laughs> also, if you're a new fan, Matt is dying, and I am here for it. Jason's gonna get like in like an uncensored because I'm on push to talk, so he's gonna get like an uncensored version of me, just like <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I cannot right. wait to hear that sound fucking recording. Oh, if you're, uh, yeah. also, no, from him again. that oh, he yeah. recorded. Oh. <laughs> Again, right, I'm getting another file from you. <laughs> Fuck, I don't want to hear that shit. Again, we're on a four-episode a four binger, so like, if you're a new <sighs> patron within the next week, uh, sorry, you're not on this. <laughs> yeah, get wrecked. <laughs> we got you next time. Uh, but we Jason, love all of you. Don't give me your shot class, um, bro. <laughs> uh, Jason, what do you have to say to the people, the beautiful people? Uh, Suck my dick. Okay, Doug, what do you <laughs> <laughs> Very, very elegant. I love it. I love where you're going with that. Um... I would say the opposite. I would say blow my dick. Blow, my blow your dick. <laughs> and I've learned that I should always be unsure of whether my dreams are real or not. And there's always a creepy sea creature looking over my shoulder. Matt, I'm Truth. coming to shit in your tub. <laughs> oh, boy. Mike is the creepy sea creature who's coming to shit in your tub. Oh god. I feel like this is this is perfect fan art in the making. Just like holy shit, like somebody a, draws like a, this. Like a squid person Mike just like <laughs> shitting in my tub. I just picture the fucking the dad from Squidbillies with Mike's face. Oh no. <laughs> just shitting in tubs. Oh god. That's what I don't know do. I don't go shit in tubs, you know. Oh what I mean? my god. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking face. Well, get us out of here. Okay, Someone, did, did you even plug us correctly? I did plug yeah, us. I plugged oh, us yeah, we just just said one, one yes, episode. I plugged us enough. One. They get what we're about. Dilutie Podcast, you plug us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you figure it out. And the episode, we're done. And and the turn episode? this dump truck around. Get us out of here. <laughs>